Hello, podcast listeners. This is Eric from the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode 54. Today, Michelle and I are going to be talking about 13 great first date questions that is backed by science. So we talk about a very interesting article and there's some good questions. And now onto the show. This is Eric, just waiting for a few people to come into the room, specifically my co-host, Michelle. And so this is Eric with the What He Said, She Said podcast with Eric and Michelle. Today we have episode 54, and I was able to get through episodes 51, 52, and 53 and get those posted online. So they are available at all the different pod casting platforms such as Apple, Amazon, Stitcher, Google, Audible, etc., etc. So if you are interested in listening to our previous episodes, feel free to give them a listen. And we have a link for a pod page, which is the simplest way to find us honestly. And it is, you know, easy to click on the podcasting platform of your choice. And I'm just waiting for Michelle. Okay. It looks like we have four people. Are any of them Michelle? It is not. We're still awaiting Michelle. I bet you she is protein powdering up carving up. We don't know, but it is one of those two things. So today on episode 54, we're going to be talking about 13 great first date questions backed by science. Aha, Michelle is finally with us. And in three, two, and one. Here oh my she goodness is. gracious. What's happening? I always like when I say now, and then you go, what? Like like now? Yes, now. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. I'm turning my Wi-Fi off. Oh, it is off. Good deal. I was unloading my groceries and getting myself a little snack. To join in their podcast, and I said, sorry, can't do it. Got to do our own. What? Who is this? Hello, hello. Some dude out of the blue, and he he covers wrestling. So ah. don't know how don't know how ours correlate, but you know, maybe he's what he's else? out he's out looking he's out looking for for viewers. So, but I was able to get all our three episodes up so we're we're caught up which is a good thing which is a good thing so nice and then we have episode 54 so but this is not this is not just some willy-nilly this is 13 first date questions backed by science backed by science yes yes science science is real it's real and, stuff. 
So I want to see science if, of people. I want to see if this woman, Vanessa Van Edwards, is she is she really a scientist? Let's see. Oh, Vanessa Van Edwards. Hello, I'm Vanessa. So this is the author of the article. Hello, I'm Vanessa, and I'm a recovering awkward person. Mm. I'm also the lead investigator of Science of People and the best-selling author of Captivate and Cues. My courses and YouTube training have helped over 50 million people level up their people skills. I give workshops for incredible companies like Google and Microsoft and Indeed. I created People School for students who want to be master communicators. My mission is to help introverts leverage their strengths, show high achievers how to activate their secret skills, and teach awkward people to feel more confident. She currently lives in Austin, Texas with her daughter and husband of 10 years. Maybe I'll reach out to old Vanessa and see if captivating cues, I mean, she might be above our, our, our lowly pay grade. I don't know, of, maybe. Of, of nothing. Never know. <laughs> of nothing. <laughs> so to, right. To, she might just appreciate chatting about her um her article. Yeah. Her article. Yeah, that that um, you never know. So I'm gonna reach out to Vanessa Van Edwards. I like and that. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and start and I do like what she says at the very top though. Awkward science is the killer of first dates. Oh, Absolutely. We've researched 13 great first date questions to ensure you never have to endure that painful quiet. Well, I went, I went and looked at, a, you know, I, I searched this on Google many different ways. And some of the, some of them were absolutely ridiculous. Some of them were absolutely ridiculous, but you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I hmm, 13 dates backed by science. But I read the I questions. Like I actually kind of liked them. So, all right, here so you go. We're gonna start. Awkward silence is the killer of promising first dates. Fortunately, we have researched thirteen great first date questions to ensure you never have to endure that painful silence. The only thing worse is bad small talk, i.e., probably how's the weather been? You know, things like that. Oh, the weather, not the weather. If you go to the weather for more than five seconds on date one, that's trouble in Denmark. I want to help you banish both from your dates. According to research, a flexible communication style, engaging questions, open mindfulness, and easy back and forth is most effective. Below, she outlines her favorite first, second, third, or fourth date questions and conversation starters. Here's what they will do for you. They will help you gauge more quickly if you have a connection. Get to know their personality, history, and areas of compatibility more quickly. Encourage great conversation. Special note, these are not meant to be pelted at your date in an interrogative manner. They should come up naturally and hopefully lead you on to a delicious conversational tangent so you can forget the questions entirely. I like that. For some of these questions I've included, don't ask questions. Love it. These are from, these are questions that are so canned, boring, and predictable, they should be exiled from good first dates. All right. Our best first date conversation starters, and I'll let you go from there. Are you working on any personal, personal, say that, 
<laughs> Say that five times fast. Personal passion projects. This is my go-to question, and it comes up very naturally if someone talks about being busy, what they do for a living, or any hobbies. It can transition you into a nice broad discussion about hobbies and how they spend their time. It's so much better than what are your hobbies? I like that. How about what's the best present you ever gave someone or ever received? If it's around the holidays or one of your birthdays, you can talk about presents. This is also a great one if it's a birthday in the restaurant you are eating in. Uh, number three, what does a typical day look like for you? Don't ask, what do you do? I like that. Instead, ask them about their typical day. This question will give you much more robust answers and you will learn far more about a person than just asking, what do you do? You can find out if they are an early riser, how they spend their free time, and typically their job will come up as well. I found that you really don't need to ask about their career. It usually comes up naturally. Very good. All right. Um, number, what are we on? Four. I was reading this blank and they said blank. I'm a big fan of bringing up books and articles on first dates. Here are my favorite books that stimulate interesting conversations. I like that. I don't think I ever brought up books. Eric, where'd you go? Is there anything you don't eat oh, quite oh. easily if you're ordering food? Forgot about that. It can produce some really easy conversation and might provide you with some great tidbits. I think I think that one is important to know if the person you're with is a picky eater. Yeah, or, or like vegan if they, or, or if they're like allergic to everything. <laughs> like, oh my god, I, you know, I have a, I have a, a allergy. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I think, I think after we read the questions, we need to expound on them. Otherwise, we're going to burn through these things. Well, I like, lost you. All of a sudden, you were gone. Well, I was, I was, uh. I was uh, typing. I didn't want to make too much noise. Oh, well, what did you think of the first one? Personal passion project instead of asking um, what they do for work. Well, passion projects, like our podcast, is a passion project. Many people have asked me, well, why do you do the podcast? And I go, it's a passion project. It's fun. It is. It is. And it, it's kind of crazy that people think we're experts. <laughs> well, I mean, we've read close to 50 articles on it. So. We've read way more than 50 articles. We've trimmed it to 50 articles that we've decided on. But it's like sure. every week, every week we seem to have one or two, um, one or two different things that we decide to choose from. Right. So... A friend of mine actually came up with the idea for the first date questions. Ah. Or, or maybe she said, what don't you ask on a first date? You know, like, you know, what, what what's going to stick the proverbial foot in the mouth? Well, don't ask, what do you do? I do like that one in the what does a typical day look like for you? Yeah, what does a typical day like for you? You know, and one good thing too is schedules. 
schedules and being oh, able yeah. to mesh schedules. So like if you're working nine to five and then they're working the swing shift, it's like, wow, well, when are we going to like be able to see each other? Mm-hmm. You know, are, are we just, we're going to be squeezing time in here and there in order to, to see each other. And that's kind of important. Uh, in addition to seeing if your personalities mesh more than anything, absolutely. you know, if someone has children, you got to automatically assume that their children are going to be their priority. Amen. I mean, you know, and, and I've, I've said this before many podcasts ago, I didn't go. And if someone has young kids or, or teenagers and their kids aren't their priority, I don't really know if you want to be with that person. Exactly. You know, it's like, you know, they're not involved. They're not involved with their kids, you know, whether it's in elementary or junior high or high school. Yet high school, you know, the kids, they kind of want to start detaching a little bit. Yeah. Um, But I think parents still want to be involved with their day to day. And if you find someone that's kind of detached from that, it's like, that's kind of a red flag in a way. Absolutely. You know, and so, but, you know, the, what, what, asking someone what they do for a living, I don't think that's necessarily a question that's out of bounds. No, it's not out of bounds. I guess I just kind of like the way she phrased it. Yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite ones ever was, um, my, my, my mom used to work graveyard shift. Yeah. Asked my sister, they asked my sister what my mom did for a living. And then they said she works in the graveyard at night. (laughs) 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 And it was like, what? Like, why did you say that? My mom's like, I'm a nurse. I work graveyard shift. (laughs) That's too funny. Yeah. I work in the graveyard. I work in the graveyard at night. Like, who's working in the graveyard at night? Too funny. Anyway. Uh, absolutely too funny. But, yeah, I mean, there's... there's. I, I had this conversation with someone the other day in regards to, like, if you're, like, really active, especially in our demo, 40s, 50s, and 60s, if you're really active and you need to have someone that... They can kind of match your energy. Absolutely. And, and this woman was in her 70s. Honest to God, she doesn't look a day over 60. I mean, she looks amazing. And she's like a very accomplished cyclist, marathoner, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, it, she's like, I can't date people my age. You yeah. Know, she's like, I can't date, I can't date someone in, in their 70s because they will not be able to keep up with me. Hey, as I was laying on the table with needles in my body. With Dr. Needles? And getting uh, active release done. Um, Yeah, he was saying, you know, you just got to keep moving and you come in here when, when you have an issue pop up, right? Exactly. But once you stop moving, man, you're toast. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been I've been going to the gym and started lifting, but I always when I when I get there I always walk a mile on the treadmill just to kind of warm the old body up. The old you, body. 
just get, you know, get the legs and the arms moving, you know, 15 minutes on a mile, and then just, just get everything kind of warmed up and ready to go. Cause you go and you start lifting and you're cold. It's like, that's a recipe for disaster, especially, especially when you're older. Yep. You know, and most people are knuckleheads and they're lifting too much off the bat. You know, it's like, you got to kind of, you got to kind of work your way into it. Daisy's so. harassing me. Hopefully she she'll start barking in, in a hot second. Oh, well, she, she missed the last show. So she didn't get her, she didn't get her requisite three barks in on the last show. Yep. She's getting ready to right now. She wants to W-A-L-K. Go get your ball. Where's your ball? Oh my God. Not that. Not my ball. Get the ball. Where's the ball at, Mom? Screwing <laughs> with me. I can see her. She's like, you're screwing with me, Ma. Where is it? Actually, there, there's one. Never a lot. Never uh, a dull moment. Lack, never a lack of balls around this place. <laughs> anyway, oh my gosh, you, we were. I was reviewing. This is a tangent, but I was reviewing the video from Palm Canyon Epic. Yeah, yeah. And somewhere in that, I can't remember why I said it, but I said that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> right in there, right in the video as I was GoProing myself. That's right. We got to get you got to get one or two of those in every time. Oh my gosh, too funny. That's what he said. That's what she said. You know, got to get one in. So. Um. So anyway, just, all right, you read the next one, and it's after, is there anything you don't eat? Is there anything you don't eat? How many, how, you, you like blazed through them. I did. Well, you were like not saying anything. Well, I, was, I wasn't paying attention. It's like, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go back up and, and, and reroute. Okay. After any hobbies, it can transition into a nice broad discussion about hobbies how they spend their time. It's so much better than what are your hobbies? You know, and I, I like to say, I like to ask people like, wow, you know, the weather's like, what are your grand plans for the weekend? Grand you know? plans. Yeah. I like, I like using that word grand plan. What are your grand plans for the weekend? And, uh, and people kind of think, you know, cause they hear those words. They're like, Whoa, well, what are my plans for the weekend? You know, <laughs> you know and it's, so it's, it, you know, kind of, kind of put some emphasis on, you know, like what, what, what's your norm? What's, your, you know, what's your norm? Mm. You know, I, I, every once in a while, I do like to sleep in on the weekends, but it's also because I rarely get to sleep in on the weekends. I know I did both Saturday and Sunday. I know, but it's well, just, but sleeping it, in to me is like six thirty, seven o'clock. Yeah, I know. But it's like so many times. You know, people will just like, oh, wow, it's just like, you got to start so early. It's like, well, I, I've been starting to rise a little bit later because, you know, after the time flip, you know, it's cooler in the mornings. But, man, Saturday was like just a freaking perfect day. It was a perfect day. And then yeah. I guess there's a bunch of rain coming tomorrow and Wednesday. Yep. That, that R word again. It rained here today. Didn't it rain out there? Absolutely. Yeah, it did clear. I mean, it's cloudy right now. Well, I just looked at the long-term Malibu forecast, and it looks like we should skate. It looks like we should skate. Uh, there's a storm coming, but it looks like we should sit. But it's kind of like, 
I'm tired of all these storms coming in. Like every, uh, I know, kind of just kind of messing tonight, with it. Monday, Tuesday, and then again uh, next so Friday. So Thursday. So the the long term is 28th, 29th, and 30th of rain. Friday the 31st, it's clearing and sunny. And I'm then Saturday. I'm saying the opposite here. I got clear on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, rain in Friday Malibu? 31st. In Malibu? Oh, I'm looking at 110. Yeah, in the boo, it's in saying sunny uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but not super warm, 64, but not cold either. It's like yeah. as long as it's sunny. In sixties, it, it that's that's reasonable. Yeah, for you know, sure. That's reasonable. So, but okay. Oh, let me go back. So, what was so? Uh, what was the best present? You <laughs> you're just ever... gonna re- you're gonna reread. I know I'm rereading thing, them, but you, you just you just blew by them. It's like we well, done in ten minutes if you just do that. <laughs> What's the best present you ever gave someone or ever received? Hmm. See, for me, it's not how much the present costs. It's like sometimes it's like the time, energy, and effort of someone. Like if they make something for you or they do something very personalized, I I I look at things uh, in a higher level when there's a personalization to it versus. Oh wow! They they bought you a new iPhone. It's like okay, well that's that's good. <laughs> you know, what about you? How do you feel best, about that? Best present I ever gave to someone. Is it a good question? Is that what you mean? No, but it's just just how do you feel about that? Oh, about birthdays and holidays. I like. To how does try it make you feel? Things. Yeah, how creative things. To me, creative yeah. things are, are way better. I, I would agree with that. Or, you know, just something thoughtful for no reason at all. Thoughtful for no reason at all is awesome. Or a surprise yeah. present, just bringing someone a gift, you know, out of the blue. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, hey, I, was, I went by the store the other day and I saw this and I thought of you and, and I thought you would really love this. Yes. To me, those kind of unexpected gifts, especially when you're in a relationship, this is not first date stuff, but when you're in a relationship, those are the best. Yeah. Those are the best. So what does your typical day look like for you? I think that's important. So, you know, you, you have to learn someone's beats, you know, are they up at four o'clock in the morning? You, you know, you got the beat. You got the beat. Yeah, you got the beat. You got it. So, so that I think it's important to know. Like, are they a night owl? Are they an early bird? Like Michelle is a definite early bird. If I keep her on the pod past seven o'clock, man, it's like super yawny time. That's right. They're already starting. I was almost asleep on the table this afternoon. Oh, that's the best. Anytime I am. Horizontal lights out, man. No, I should say anytime I sit still. That's so what I you're mean. saying is anytime you're horizontal, you go comatose. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> uh, I w- that's why I rephrased and said not necessarily 
You know, that's a fetish. That's a fetish. What? Is that there are men who fetishize women who don't move at all while they're having sex. They, they just lay there just dead still, like, like they're dead. Ew. Yeah, it's creepy. Huh. Really creepy. So, okay. So, um, I'm a big fan of bringing up books and articles on first dates. Here are my favorite books. So, I clicked on, I clicked on her books. And some of them are interesting, you know. Some of them are kind of... Eh. <laughs> Freakonomics. I mean, Freakonomics is such an old book. It's like maybe that hundred thousand places to see before you die. The book Captivate, which happens to be written by her. Oh, nice! <laughs> your pinky is more powerful than your thumb. Never heard of that one. Blink, Malcolm Gladwell. The three books by Malcolm Gladwell. Blink, the tipping, t- the tipping point, and oh, I'd have to go upstairs. I can't remember. Yeah. Outlaw. Outliers. Those are three great Malcolm Gladwell books. I don't think I've read Outliers, but I have Tipping Point and Blink. Outliers is... Outliers, I'm going to honestly say, if you have Blink, Tipping Point, and Outliers, that's all the books you need from Malcolm Gladwell. The last couple books he's written have not been great. (laughs) Sorry, Malcolm. Well, you know, he had three great books. But Outliers is fantastic. I like Outliers because it's very compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. So each chapter is a different person or company. And so it's 20, 30 pages. And so you, it's it's easy to just do chat. It's a book that's easy to pick up and put down. You know, right. you know. so uh, the next one is Kick-Ass Body Language Book, The Five Love Languages. Oh, I see. Your favorite book turned movie, predictable, predictably irrational. Never heard of that one. Why men don't listen and women can't read maps. <laughs> That's pretty I'll funny, take, actually. I'll take overgeneralizations for a thousand, Alex. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so there's, a, there's a whole, there's actually, a, there, there's actually a, um, a movie called Roger Dodger, yeah. and 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 the, he, there's a there's a very famous scene about uh, why women can't read maps and why men are good with directions, you know. And it, it's it's actually it's actually really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's a fantastic movie. It's 20 years old, but it talk it talks about. Um, you know, back in the caveman days, a way a man proved to be useful is a he could provide, meaning he could go out and kill an elk and and, and be able to navigate his way back. And and you know, and there's certain. It was a really interesting conversation. So, yeah. so uh, I think books are are good to bring up every once in a while. I get I get nabbed on this one every once in a while. When we bring up books, I'll tell people I don't read fiction. And sometimes that pisses people off. Don't know why. I go, I only have so much time to include reading. And it's like, and I want to read about people. I really like reading biographies. Um, And so 
it's like, you know, I can't include a crazy 800-page Stephen King book in there. Just don't have time. Yeah. Just don't have time. So. Yep, for sure. And, and then the next one is, is there anything you don't eat? I think that is oriented around, are they a picky eater? Are they an adventurous eater? So if I go to the crazy Indian restaurant, they're, they're game or they're like, no, I'm kind of a burger and fries person. Yeah, that wouldn't, uh, that wouldn't work for me. No, not for me either. I, I like a lot of different kinds of food. And I think one of the most incredible things that's been around for the last 15 years, at least here in L.A., are the different food trucks. And, uh-huh. and when I used to do more of the vintage shows and stuff, the food trucks, you know, were in abundance. And I just absolutely love them. Yeah. You know, and and I remember when the grilled cheese sandwich truck was like all the rage. I'm kind of like, like, really? Grilled cheese sandwich? And Jesus, man, when you had a couple of their grilled cheese sandwiches, you're like, man, this is not- It was all the rage. This is not like any grilled cheese sandwich I've ever eaten. Like, it was awesome. Hey, grilled cheese. Oh my god, it was it was amazing. Yeah. Easy's gonna bark again. All right, let's do uh, the next one. What sort of vacations do you like to take? True, I like that. It, I like and, that too. Well, for me now, all my vacations are incorporated around my job, and so. I get to go on nine vacations this year. <laughs> yeah, but it's not really a vacation. It's work. It is. I 100% agree. But everyone seems to think it's a vacation. I mean, you're yeah. doing what you love in that regard. That's nice. But you still have to be responsible for people. And Extremely. Yeah. Get and, up you know, the we keep, track and manage stuff. Yeah, we keep talking about Jap- Japan trip. And people, you know, people are starting to freak out a little bit because we got a lot of people. We got 620 people Yikes. in in a, a space of three and a half weeks. It's a lot of people to take care of. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah, it is. So, but I think I think finding out. Uh, I used to ask this question all the time, and I used to proffer it like this. I go, I make it a point of fact to go to Yosemite. Every year. I go to Yosemite every year. Have you gone? I haven't known you to go since I moved here. Yeah, I went once. Did you? But it was, they had that weird thing with the fires and then they oh. had the COVID restrictions and yeah, then yeah. you couldn't just show up. You had to have a special pass to get in. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. And mm. so. I've only gone once in the last three years, but before that, I would go once a year. Gotcha. And, and it was like it was like one of my go-to places, not too far, five-hour drive. You know, it's just beautiful and tranquil, yeah. and just gotta get there. Just Haven't awesome. Yeah. But what would always that would always be kind of my litmus test question, especially if I knew that they lived in California a long time. And if they like, you know, oh, I'm a hiker and I love nature. It's like, oh, how often, have you, how many times have you been to Yosemite? <laughs> and if the answer is zero, it's kind of like, well, what? It's 
five hours away. Like what's holding you back? Exactly. Right. You know, and it's kind of like, and so <laughs> a lot of times questions like that can help you gauge how adventurous someone is or not. Well, I also think you need to like to vacation in the same places. Like, do you like on the go nonstop or do you like to occasionally sit on the beach? Like there's some people that hate sitting on the beach. Um, I, I can do sitting on the beach for a day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we would go to, go to Caribbean. Hawaii, even uh, if I go to Hawaii or something like that, I, I want to like. Well, there's a lot to do there. There's a lot to do. Yeah. Yeah. There's some vacations. I mean, I when I used to go to um, South Carolina, there really wasn't a whole lot to do. So you spent your days on the beach. Mm -hmm. uh, and I got to tell you, it was probably, I came back from both those years feeling so super relaxed um, because there wasn't a whole lot to do. So you had to like just chill on the beach or take like a day trip into Beaufort or something like that. There wasn't a whole lot around, but it was relaxing. Um, did you see what, what they talk about in here is, uh, talking about traveling can even get you a second date. This professor conducted a study and found that 18% of couples who discussed travel went on a second date compared to only 9% of couples who talked about movies. Yeah. I wonder what I, the correlation but, is. And, I'm, I'm not a big movie person anymore. I'm just, I think also part of that is because of our ability to stream everything from home too. Right. And be able to pause and get up and go to the bathroom and um, make your own popcorn. That's not full of fake butter. But I, I, I always, I, I think that that's also part of the COVID. Oh, I lost you, Eric, for a second. Oh, am I still here? You're here now. Okay. I think people got comfortable, A, ordering food from home, ordering their groceries online, you know, watching whatever they want, whether it's on Prime or Netflix or Apple TV. It's a, oh, oh, see, three, three barks. I told you. Sorry. <laughs> I tried okay. to mute. She got her requisite. She got her requisite three barks in. Must be a, one of her arch enemies out there, or some squirrels. Well, as part of her, as part of her union dues, you know, she has to get bark three times. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, th I think vacations and places that you've been, and the things that you've seen, or I, I know a lot of people love using the word bucket list. I don't like I don't like using bucket list for some reason. I just no, don't. We changed it to life list. It's a life, life list. list. Oh, not life less. Life life list. list. <laughs> <laughs> not lifeless. Life list. Okay. <laughs> I like that better. All right, let's look, go on to the next one. Anything surprising happened today? Don't just ask. That's kind of cheesy. How was your day? Instead, ask them what was surprising about their day. You can also try to ask them for their high point and their low point. This will give you less of a canned response, such as fine or pretty good. We do that in um, the girls that I kind of mentor at church. Did, what about, what about the, the camp where you were uh, speaking camp? Speaking camp? 
Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, every, every Tuesday when I'm at church, I, that's how we start. We say, I ask them what their peaks and their pits were for the week since we last talked. And it is, it definitely is more open-ended than saying, how was your day? And it makes you think a little bit more like, okay, what are some of the good things that happened? And what were some of the, well, I, I think one of the things that I learned early on when I was at IBM, because I was in sales, is you never, you always ask open-ended questions. Yeah. You give them the ability, you give them the ability to filibuster and talk. You don't, ask them, yes, you don't ask them yes and no questions. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yes and no questions are the death of conversations and the death, especially in sales. And so, you know, so you, you, you want to be more open-ended with, with your question. She's actually got a link that says, uh, killer conversation, conversation starters for any situation. Ooh, 57. She does, she does repeat some of these. True. Oh, she has a lot of the same. What's your personal passion project? Yeah. Highlight of your week. Have you been to an event like this before? I like this. What a beautiful, cool, ugly, bizarre venue. Have you been here before? Yeah. A, a friend of mine took her boyfriend to a punk rock concert the other day, and then she posted on, uh, she shows a picture of him. She goes, I'm not sure if he's into it. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. He did. He, he looked like he was a little overwhelmed. Like, oh, what the hell am I, what the hell am I doing here? Yeah, Hilarious. Yeah, right. I think sometimes, like when you're older, too, surprising someone and saying, "Hey, have you ever, have you been to the symphony lately?" Mm. You know, and then and then that's something that's just it's it's more cultured. It's something that more mature people do. I'm not saying geriatric, but you know, people <laughs> of our age. But, and the symphony for me, I love going to the symphony. It's not but, my favorite thing. I'd rather go to a concert. The Claremont Symphony is nice because it's in an auditorium that only holds about 300 people. So it's like it's a hundred piece orchestra in a place that only holds 300, you know, people. And it's it's pretty awesome because you're just it's it's like the music is just right on you. It's awesome. And where is it? Where is it? Claremont Colleges. So oh, the Claremont okay. Colleges have a, have uh, a symphony or have an orchestra. One of the gals that I ride with, she is second violin in the symphony, and it's all volunteer, and it's and it's free. So if you're wow. a real if you're a real frugal frugal gentleman, <laughs> it's like you know, there's a lot of towns have their own little symphonies. Interesting. You know? I I also would like to I like taking people to like like in Sierra Madre, which is a town just outside Pasadena. Sierra Madre has like a little uh, playhouse. And so taking someone to a real small venue, like a play, like whenever I would go to concerts, I used to like going to LA and like going to the Troubadour and places like that. Again, super small venue, more intimate. You know, it's like, you know, going to Dodger Stadium is great, but when you're one of 50,000 people, eh, it's not as nice of an experience. Unless you're, um, oh my God, who was the guy? That rented out Dodger Stadium for a date. I don't remember that. 
He had to have some bark. I think it was he took Kim Kardashian. Well, Kyle will know. You mean Kanye? Hold on. I'll find out. Oh, she's going off to find out who it is. No, I'm just texting him. Oh, okay. He's not home from work yet. So people often ask, have you gone on any vacations recently? However, someone can answer that very quickly. And they might not have gone anywhere, which results in awkward silence. Mm. Instead, try asking what kind of vacations they like to take. This produces a great conversation and ample get-to-know-you responses. Talking about traveling can even get you on a second date. And that's where you read the 18 and 9%. Yeah. I think also, too, it's if you're if you want to like up the ante with that you can ask them um like when was the last time you went when was the last time you went out of the country Mm -hmm. you know like how's your how's your pass is your passport up to date yeah you know things like that for right now how do we get back to travel (laughs) i live back we're going backwards not forwards um I live anyway. this back. So, so what's yeah, the best advice anyone ever gave? Me? So, okay, the next question. Where did you see that? Oh, did we do anything surprising happen today? Yes. Hello? That was the peaks and pits that Are I just there? read. Yes. Hello. She's hello. Chewing. She's trying to mute herself. No. Chewing. Here. Hold on. Okay. So anything surprising happened today? Don't just ask how was your day. Instead, ask them about what was surprising about their day. You can also try asking for their high points and their low points. Oh, I think Michelle is is having technical difficulties. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Uh, okay. My mom called. Yes, that it's that weird thing that happens. Yeah, and then you couldn't hear me when I was talking to you. So Correct. anyway, go ahead, finish. So, um, bu- 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 high points, low points. This will give you less of a canned response, such as "fine" or "pretty good." Bonus: you can also use some of our killer conversation starters, which I there's a link to that. And again, I'm going to link this article in the show notes. So you'll be able to go to it. Anytime you see uh, a highlighted or an underlined section, that is a secondary link to a separate article. So what's the best advice anyone ever gave you? Wow, that's a good one. I don't know that I would ask that on a first date. Although she did say first, second, third, or fourth. True. Not necessarily the first date. That's That's a little intimate of a question i think don't you yeah it it is you know it is i think sometimes i think maybe change the question around and say what is what is one of the what is one of the best piece of advices you've given to a friend maybe yeah i even think that's a little too much early on Mm -hmm. and i don't even know i don't even know if i would ask that question (laughs) 
I, I think conversation, conversations need to have their own kind of pace yeah. and flow to them. And if, and if they don't, that's, that's, that's kind of trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that one. Gotta say. Gotta say, Vanessa. <laughs> well, don't don't bang on Vanessa. We try to get her <laughs> as a guest. That's try, right. Try to get Vanessa as a guest. You, you can edit that out. Um, <laughs> tell me about your closest friends. I think that's a good one. Maybe not for the first date, but maybe in the very beginning. Like, first of all, do they only have one close friend? Because that's a red flag. That is a huge red flag. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Tell me about your closest friends. I think um, it's, uh, and she says, use this if, if they bring up a friend or a story with their friends. It's a great follow-up question that will help you get to know who they spend their time with and also what they like to do with those people. I think going back to the, the travel one, it's like, do you prefer vacationing alone? Do you prefer vacationing with a significant other? Or do you go on vacation with your girlfriends if they're a woman? Or do you go with, with your guy friends if you're a guy? I, mean, I think that's a tell also. Yeah, for sure. If they're like, no, I, I like to go by myself. It's like, mm. Yeah. That, 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 that's kind of a tell that he might be a little more. Loner. You know, it might be a loner, but it also might be they're a little more introverted. You know, it's like I remember one time I went to Yosemite. I was supposed to go with a friend of mine and his girlfriend, and they ended up canceling at the last minute. And he was kind of like, "Oh, sorry, you know, sorry, I had to cancel." And he goes, "Are you going to go?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> it's like I already had the reservation. Yes, yeah, I, right. I have the week off. I'm going. And he was mad because it was all his girl. His girl. This is funnier than hell. So his girlfriend thought camping meant glamping. Oh. And then it was like, no, no, camping in a tent. And when she found out she they were camping in a tent, she threw a fit. Oh, boy. And then all of a sudden, her throat got real scratchy. No, I think I'm getting sick. <laughs> and and then he called up and he goes, yeah, he goes, he goes my girlfriend's sick. And, and yeah, I don't think I can come. I'm like, okay, well. Give her some NyQuil and keep, come on up. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. And it was like, uh, if I do that, I'm, I'll, get, I'll be in trouble. And it's kind of like, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. Too so. funny. All right. What were you like as a kid? True. And a follow-up question to that is, what was your childhood like? Did you have a good childhood? That could be a dangerous question, especially now that we're in this culture of divorce. Yeah. But I tell people all the time, I go, I had a great childhood. Yeah. I grew up in a great town. I had great friends. I never felt unsafe, like mm -hmm. playing out in the street. I think that is very much a generation that is past, though. You don't uh, I don't. I mean, no, that's you not true. You see it only in Where small. Where I came from. You only see it in small levels. Yeah. And not, like, we, not like before. We lived in a neighborhood that was like, it, it came in at one, at like one part of this road, went around in a big giant circle and came out about, I don't know, an eighth of a mile up 
from the other entrance and there was a road that ran right through it and a road that ran parallel to that main road. And it was, it was a nice neighborhood. The kids would always be playing outside at the bottom of the street, playing kickball, football, basketball, you name it. So I think it all depends. I wouldn't want my kids out playing around here. Now, actually in my complex, I would feel okay with that, but why is that? Just because it's a gated community mm. and there aren't cars like flying through here all the time. Gotcha. Um, and there is an open space that the kids could play in if they wanted to. Um, but I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of people around here. I know. Stranger, what do we say? 125,000 in Huntington Beach? That's a lot. Danger, danger. Yeah. So I'm glad called. I'm over that. I'm glad my kids are old. <laughs> That's funny. It was great. I sent them a text message the other day. I'm like, because I was talking to their preschool teacher who was um, over at my mom's the other day. She brought her granddaughter over there to visit and Mrs. Miller. And Mrs. Miller said, say hi to all the kids for me. So I messaged them and I said, do you remember Mrs. Miller? I mean, they were in. They were three, so I don't know what they really remember, but they went to preschool at this school that my mom used to work at. She was the teacher aide, and Mrs. Miller was the main teacher. And um, so here, you know, imagine that, like I'm dropping my kid off. My kids never went to daycare, but I dropped my kids off at uh, preschool, and their grandmother was there. Oh, my goodness. I know. It was amazing. So I said to them, um, you probably don't remember that. I said, you guys were so great when you were little. I loved it, but I really like where you are now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I think, I think for me, you know, one thing that's always a tell, if they have more than one photo, which I hope they do. Yeah. Is like, are they smiling? Mm. Or are they like really serious or really droll or <laughs> something like that? And it's like, and if someone's not smiling, that, that, is it their, is that, it their passport picture? <laughs> no, it like leans into their personality too. So, yeah. you know, yeah. are, they, are they mostly a happy, outgoing person or are they mostly like very internal? They internalize everything and everything's kind of humdrum, you know, and it's just like, but for me, if like someone has like five photos and there's not a single damn smile in them, left yeah wipe left whichever way so on back to this what were you like as a kid um she says some people ask are you close to your family but this can be a bit personal for a first date people usually have a canned answer instead ask them what they were like as a kid and let them tell you stories about themselves their themselves and their family Bonus, if you're familiar with birth order personality types, you can ask if they have siblings and talk about birth order. Do they fit the typical personality types for their order? I do think it's super important. I mean, for me, anyway, that the person be close to their family or at least like their family. And Pat, you know, you what your sign is? What? Have you ever had someone ask you what your sign is? I actually haven't, no. Okay, I have. I, I don't know that I play into that whole thing. 
I had one woman. I had isn't one. Isn't that woman. more of a female thing than a male thing? It is. I had one woman. She wanted to know when I was born. She wanted to know what time I was born. And then oh, she was going to read your chart. On the first day, she had a whole chart done. Oh yeah. It was she like probably, whoa. She probably prescribes to some astrology thing. Yeah, my sister-in-law. My sister-in-law, when my daughter was born, read her chart, and she said, "Well." She's either going to be a model or she's going to be fat. <laughs> never, never will forget that to this day. Oh, my like, God. That's horrible. Isn't it? Well, and but ironically, she actually has been modeling. So who knows? <laughs> oh, my God. It's like I, I can't believe she even said that to someone. <laughs> oh, I can. <laughs> oh, my God. You're either, you're either going to be super hot or you're going to be a porker. All right. Isn't that oh funny? Oh, my God. I it's mean, talk like... about 50-50 shot. You're covering all your bases on that. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, it, you know, it's like it's like the, the soothsayers. You know, the soothsayers are like, oh, oh, I, I see. I see money in your in your future. It's like, <laughs> yes, keep going to your job and you'll still you'll be. That's right. Money. Keep working oh. and you'll you'll have money. Anyway. Yeah. The birth order personality thing. Um, I really don't know much about that, but I'm only, I'm one of two. So it's. And are you the oldest or the youngest? I'm the oldest. I could see that. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely more, more dominant. Well, so I am the youngest of four, but I would love to read what it says about, because my siblings are all older than me. They're 10 nine and seven years older so i spent a lot of time just me and my mom um were you you an oopsie baby she says i'm not but i would think (laughs) (laughs) i would think too it's all good happens yeah especially when you're catholic (laughs) well this is true but uh yeah so i i mean i kind of feel like i was almost like an only child part two. B. Yeah. <laughs> only child B. Yeah. This this next question seems to be one that comes up more often. Have you been, I've been watching blank and love it. Have you seen any good movies or TV shows lately? I think another thing too is, is people like to ask now is what was the last series you binge watched? That's yeah. that seems to be a big one. For me, it was that show Ozark. Oh, I could never get into that. I kind of listen. I kind of watched and listened to it in the background. I'm into Jack Ryan right now. Now that's one of those you got to pay attention to Ozark. My problem is surprise, surprise. I'll flick it on when I'm laying down at the end of the night, and next thing you know, I'm I'm tapped out. (laughs) That's funny. That doesn't work for me. No. So I have to keep rewatching things. It's well, kind of frustrating. That, that is very frustrating having to go back and do that. Yeah. I think this is a good one. Um, huh? Is I don't, I don't, the which fictional character do you relate to most? I don't know. I feel like I'm on an interview. That's a weird one. <laughs> that's, that's too awkward. Unless, that is awkward. Unless you know that they're like into Marvel or something like that. I don't know. 
That seems that seems kind of weird. Yeah, that's also another icebreaker that I'll I'll say to my girls at church. I'll say if you were if you were to be a superhero, which one would you be? Or if you could have one superpower, what would it be? I like that mm-hmm. one, but not on a date. That's kind of weird. That's like an icebreaker for a group. I agree with that. Yeah. The, the, have you been into any good restaurants recently? That's a decent one. Or if, if you had to choose between your top three kinds of food, what would they be? Yeah. You know, and you know, it's like, I Mexican food, Thai food. And the third one, man, for me, it'd be tough. (laughs) What do you mean? You don't like Mexican or Thai? I love Mexican and Thai. Oh. No, what what would be my favorite oh. three foods? Oh, yeah. I'm not, I don't want to I don't yeah. I don't really crave food. I'm telling you, you go to Australia and you eat fish and chips for 2 weeks straight, trust me, you're going to crave food. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would do that. I don't I don't there's got to be something else to eat other than fish and chips. Oh. I just, I just had an ass full of fish and chips. That's just like, <laughs> I couldn't handle it anymore. I was like, I was, I was trying to find any restaurant that had anything different than fish and chips. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All you right, don't eat so many five fr- minutes. I know. Five minutes before I'm tapping out. So okay. If you are eating and talking about the quality of the food menu atmosphere, this is easy one to segue question to find out their dining habits. Ooh, do you have any? Do you have any pet peeves? That's interesting. That is. I've actually had people ask me something similar to this. They go, what makes you angry? Interesting. And it, which which I always le- seem to lean into. Their husband must have had angry issues. Well, I told you about angry Tom. I know. It's just like. How he almost flew he flew. He told me the story about how he almost flew across the table at the administrators at his son's school, and then he flipped out on the waitress. I'm like, dude, chill, like relax already. Exactly. Life's too short. Yeah, life yeah. is too short. So pet peeves. I mean, or I think that's a that could be a challenging one. You know, I pet, pre- I, pet I would prefer, peeves. I would prefer or triggers. To, I would prefer. <laughs> on the side of positivity versus trying to, unless you're trying to coerce someone's negative traits out of them so that that's a tell. Mm. I don't know. I, 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 for me personally, the first date should be all about positivity. Yeah. True. You know, and not trying to elicit some sort of weird coerced response. Like, like tell Tell me what your pet peeves are. What pisses you off? It's just like that's a good question. I think I'm going to have to ask HTG about that. What's what are that? your pet peeves? What are your pet peeves, man? What makes you angry? I don't know that I have any pet peeves. Um, do you have any pet peeves? Nope. It takes takes me a lot to ever get angry. It's like I pretty much have a calm demeanor most of the time. Yeah. The yeah, only time you'll the only time you'll see me angry is when I'm being protective of someone or a group of someone's. Yeah. You know, and I don't have a problem with getting in front of someone and saying, "Get the fuck away from us." Oh yeah, I've had my mama bear moments for sure. Yeah. yeah. Definitely had my when it comes to my kids. Yeah. 
I mean, and my like, mom. Look, like I can go out in those situations where I'm being protective, I can go zero to a hundred in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, and it's, and, and, and usually, a lot of heartbeats. and usually when you do that with someone, especially if they're, especially if they're up to something, it's like they back off immediately. Cause the one thing, the one thing about people that are trying to take advantage of a situation or try to take advantage of people, they do not want any resistance. Oh, you know what? Here's a here's a good topic for the next one. Let's do it. What? Body language. Oh, body language. Okay. I think that would be we should do a little research on that. I'll get on I'll get on it. Get on it. All right. So bonus share secrets and then we got to tap out. By sharing and emotional exchanges, you can promote connection. Uh, According to psychology professor Arthur Aaron, a psychology professor at State University of New York at Stony Brook. I always love when they have to have these long-ass titles. Take it a step further and discuss controversial topics such as your stance on the upcoming presidential election or veganism. These types of conversations fuel the brain and are far more interesting to us than the typical dull, boring convo, according to Dan Ariel psychology professor at duke trying to find the date on this thing because she didn't say covid no these first date questions are guaranteed to make your date go smoothly oh she has a course at the bottom it says grab the course yeah oh i think that's the take her take take yep it does it takes you to her her youtube page where you can sign up for 39 dollars and converse masterfully with yes. so uh, that, that that's okay it's it's a, it's a little portal it's a little portal to to learning how to masterfully communicate i think people's ability to communicate has not improved with covid it's unfortunately it's gotten worse and worse yep you're about ready to go off i am ah Okay, All right. come, back, come back on one more time. So Michelle, so, oh, man, she's quick. I was like, that's impressive. Usually she fumbles around. Oh, I got to go three, two, one. <laughs> Actually, okay, she's back. That's fine. I got to get the dog out. So we, we got to wrap up anyway. Who, let, who lets the dogs out? Who lets the and dog so, out? And so if you want to have if you are a woman of a certain age michelle has a group on facebook menopause mastery fit tips and fat loss no you got it wrong (laughs) fat loss and fit tips (laughs) and and if you're part of that group you get to see michelle do the booty song booty 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 So Michelle is a legitimate personal trainer that specializes in people who are menopausal. I'm soon to be a hormone specialist and a meta- menopause specialist. I am learning all wow, kinds of cool. crazy stuff about PCOS and testosterone deficits and um, just how sleep and stress affects so many things in your body. It's kind of crazy. 
That, it is crazy. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think, unfortunately, we are kind of in this transitional period, you know, post COVID people are starting to kind of come out of their shells, you know, they're being, they're being a little more adventurous. Finally, you know, I personally, I never, I never like hunkered down at home, yeah. you know, I still kind of continue to do the things that I did, you know, some people didn't like it, but it's like, Hey, it's, you know, it's my life. You know, you, you choose to lock yourself in your house and get your groceries delivered. Fine. Yeah. That's what you, that's what you choose. You know, and I, and I like to say this sometimes I, I go free will is a motherfucker sometimes. That's right. And, and you know what? It's, it's, I, I went through all the COVID lockdown, never got COVID. And I was working in a hospital on top of that. Never got COVID. It was after all the lockdowns and they started opening everything back up. That's when I got COVID. Mm. That's crazy. <laughs> so. It, it is nuts, you know, and so <laughs> it's, you know, hopefully you're vaccinated. I don't want to get in. I don't want to get into a discussion with someone who is anti-vax, yeah. you know, and if they are anti-vax, I'm probably going to start looking at my watch. I'm going to be like, okay, so, yep, boy, this has been a long day. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> All right. Speaking yeah. of long, I got to get my dog out. You're getting along. That's what she said. <laughs> I was waiting for you. I have to go back <laughs> through my mountain biking um, videos and try to find out where I said that. Well, we were dying watching the video yesterday, replaying all the footage. I had an almost two hours worth of footage that I had to sift through. And uh, oh my gosh, I was dying. Are you using a GoPro? Are you using a GoPro when you when you are? Are you using a GoPro? Yeah, I was using a GoPro. And um Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Are you using a GoPro when you're mountain biking? I just started to. Um yeah, my kids bought it for me three years ago after um they saw me taking video with one hand coming down the PCH. Do you know which version of the GoPro you I have, have? a Hero what? Seven? Oh, you know those those take voice commands, right? Yeah. So my neighbor command the voice commands. I think are I want to say six or be or beyond. Yeah. So oh, I can tell it man. to turn on. Record and turn yeah. off. Yeah. So now that I I I probably should have um, gotten together with my neighbor who has one. He's he's got one, but it's an earlier version. And I came over here yesterday, and he was doing some things on my. Um, on both my bikes because I got that GoPro mount for the front of my road bike as well. So mm. if something ever happens, like yeah, the key the key for the GoPro is getting a fast getting a fast SD card, you know, and don't record in 4K. Okay, well, so how do you change that? 1080 regular 30 frames per second 1080p is perfectly and the reality is most platforms don't even take advantage of 4k all you're doing 
is chewing up a storage space on your video card. There, there's a way to go into the settings and, and just change it to just 1080p, 30 frames per second. Well, it looks like the tail end of our conversation was lost. And Michelle checked out and... Once again, this is Eric with what he said, she said podcast with Eric and Michelle. We go over online dating tips for those in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Once again, that was episode 54, which was 13 first date questions to ask that is backed by science. So once again, an interesting conversation we're trying to keep our podcast to a tight one hour. We just went over by a little today. And here's a word from one of our sponsors. Hi, my name is Michelle. I'm a certified personal trainer and wellness coach. I've been in the fitness industry for 28 years and began combining my R3 method with personal training in 2020. I believe through making changes in your lifestyle, you can thrive versus just survive during peri and postmenopause. Until perimenopause, I was able to control my weight through exercise and eating healthy food. During this time, I had many life stressors that were affecting my emotional and physical self. Several months after my 52nd birthday, I hired my own accountability and nutrition coach as I had felt fluffy and stuck with a middle-aged belly and just downright exhausted. I didn't know how to move forward and felt like I needed someone to guide me and hold me accountable. I was ready for change at any cost. What ensued was a mind-body transformation, 18 months of an adventure and education in what my body needed as a menopausal female, focusing on all areas of health, a long, hard look at my nutritional needs, the way I was working out, my sleep, my activity level, my water intake, and learning how to manage stress. The result, 29 pounds lost and 13% body fat gone, restored energy and sleep, stronger workouts, and a passion to help other women do the same. If you are like me, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Michelle with one L, M Fitness, or go to my website at www.mfitnessforlife.com.